Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey, good news. We're doing round two of Comedy Fantasy Camp. I'll be there. Jay Leno's coming back. John Lovitz, Caroline Ray, Trevor Wallace, and many, many more. February 29 through March the 3rd. And this time, we're all getting down at the world-famous comedy store. This will sell out as the last one did. Get your tickets now. Go to ComedyFantasyCamp.com for more information or give them a call. 888-762-2263. Join Adam Carolla and Jay Leno for Comedy Fantasy Camp Part 2. Call 888-762-2263. 888-762-2263. Or visit ComedyFantasyCamp.com. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting. But yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a... Dr. Drew's board certified physician. is Miss Bebo. What's going on, man? Yeah, man, I got lots of thoughts here. Hold on. First, I got to fix my... There we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a interesting... First of all, look at us both wearing our same Patagonia shirts or coats. Yeah. Is still your favorite article of clothing? Yeah, I mean, when I can find it, I'm, 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 it's my stuff is scattered all about. It's you know half of it's in La Cunada, half it's in Malibu. I never know where anything is. Um, everything gets shoved in the closet because every time they try to show the house, they just take everything and shove it in the yeah, yeah. corner. And I literally don't know where anything is. I haven't it, seen you wear this thing in a long time. I just because I can't find it, yeah. or I'm not sure where it is. But if you remember, we waxed poetic about how it was good and warm, sort of warmish weather, and mm-hmm. great and very cold. I mean, yeah, it's a Jimmy Kimmel. I, my, is yours I, not Jimmy Kimmel? No, but I think. Did you give these as a as a Christmas gifts one year or something? I didn't, but I got mine so from somebody, Jimmy Kimmel Live. It's somebody, ten year anniversary. I see it. I see it on the sleeve. Yeah, of it. but I I think someone gave it to me. I, this doesn't look like something I would buy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> because it costs money. That's the weird thing. I, the weirdest thing in the world is um, I pay 600 bucks every two weeks for maids to come to my house, even though I have a full-time nanny and nobody in my home works. But if somebody said, you th- 
would you like to buy that jacket for yourself? It's sixty eight dollars. I'd go, no, <laughs> no come on. Me too, no, I'll me. just use this poncho. Me too. Like, and and I tell myself I'll just put a beach towel over my shoulders and walk around. I tell myself, I go, oh, they, I'm contributing. You know, they need, they, they're working hard. I want to pay for people that are working. I'll do that. It puts into the economy, makes give people money that should get. Yeah, money. but I'm not I buying myself I, a jacket. I don't need it. I don't deserve it. <laughs> it's like shit. I know it's so <laughs> retarded. No, I'll, I'll do. I'll go out and pay 200 bucks at a steakhouse. I just won't buy a 68 dollar jacket. By and the way, probably 110 dollar jacket. A, a year ago, I would not have done that. But the boiling of the frog of inflation has gotten to me where I will. You will what? Pay two hundred bucks at a steakhouse. That to me would have been like what? Oh, hundred yeah. bucks, hundred twenty maybe, but two hundred. Right. I'm not going. And the boiling of the frog. Uh, no, okay, I'm there. Yep, I'm there. I had a funny thought when I was driving in today. I was thinking I probably use it as a joke, but uh, I was listening to uh, Biden talk about uh, you know we're we're banning books and we're going to lose our democracy and stuff like that. It's also it's it's strange to me that that falls under the heading of of something for people. You know, you know what I mean? Like if you said to me, well, I want to talk about the schools and I want to talk about traffic. I want to talk about infrastructure and I want to talk about taxes and I want to talk about the economy. And then someone went, I want to talk about book banning. I'd, I'd just be like, I, I have kids. I don't feel they're impacted not only that, I, I would say I, first, I don't really know what you're talking about. Like I, I know what you are referring to. Yes, I don't believe you believe what you're talking about. And then you saying banning of books. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how that would manifest itself in any meaningful way. Not even one percent. I, I don't think there's an American who can't pick up their phone and order a book on. Any any book that's ever been created, correct? Thus far, correct. unless Amazon is out of stock, and it just seems a weird subject to keep talking about well, when it it's because they, they of, the but its impact is zero, right? Which is, I mean, literally, if he spoke about monarch butterflies, <laughs> I would go, well, I guess people <laughs> like butterflies, it's and, and I. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know how essential a monarch yeah. butterfly is, but I suppose that it would be nice to have them or something. You know what I mean? But when you talk about book banning, I'm like, I don't even know what you mean 1% of right. what you mean. So, and I do not believe you think about oh, that. They do it as a cudgel because the politicians all cave. Right, right. Vivek would not do that. Vivek would go, I'm sorry. You're talking about a local library and what they can and can't? That's a local thing. I'm running for federal government right, here. Right. You guys, anybody, you're welcome to use Amazon for any book ever published. Go do that. Don't worry about the local library. Take care of your own local issues if that's the that's the matter. That's not the president of the United States. And it's also basically going, look, if teaching your six-year-old the proper technique for tucking his junk between his thighs is that important to you, then you could go on Amazon and buy that same yes, book. Sure, go do it. That's fine. But by the way, then whoever, Vivek or whomever, points out this insanity this is going to have to then say, oh, now you're going to go to Twitter and say Vivek does not concern himself with banning of books. Right. I do concern myself. It's not the federal government's domain. It's your local government. You should have full freedom. Have at it. Next question. God, yeah. well, for it's, God's it's sakes, like, what look, happened to journalists? Oh, that's comical. But 
I was thinking to myself, comically, I was thinking, you know, there's always this thing where, so, you know, Trump's going to get in office and he's never going to leave, right? And so I was— By the way, he's, he's going to live in another six, seven years. You know? Maybe. He's, he's got to leave. The Grim Reaper's going <laughs> right. to show him the exit at right. some point. But I was thinking to myself, you know, conceptually, like I was thinking to myself, well, okay, Trump didn't want to certify or recognize the last election, and our democracy was hanging in the balance, you know, according to Joe Biden and whomever. And then I, I just started, I started thinking, all right, let's, let's conceptually think about what, how this would have manifested itself. And I was like, well, we would have lost our democracy, but gas would be under three bucks a gallon the southern border would be secure, and the Middle East wouldn't be on fire. And then I thought, oh, I could probably, I would trade the democracy for that. Like, like it's, it's like saying- I see the headlines tomorrow. What if there was some mayor for your city who was doing a kick-ass job with taxes and garbage pickup and graffiti and the school system, but he, he refused to leave? I'd be like- Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, uh, we've had California, or I should say Los Angeles. I felt like Tom Bradley was the mayor my entire childhood. Yeah. And I was like, this seems to be doing a good job. Oh, I, 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 I take him back from the grave. Uh, right. <laughs> so my, my point is, is like, what if Tom Bradley refused to leave? I'd be like, oh, and then we wouldn't get Viragosa? Yeah, I'll take that. Like... It's refused to leave, but what are they doing? And how are they doing? That's the, that's the sort of 10, that's my sort of 30,000 30, foot view of it. Like, refuse to leave, okay, but then what are they doing when they're there? Well, they're lowering taxes and getting energy independence. I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, that, that's if, why if they somebody, have to go to the next level. Rounding up gay people yeah, and rounding up journalists. If somebody took over Los Angeles did a kick-ass job and refused to leave, I'd be the happiest person in <laughs> the know, world. I know. All right. So um, this is great clip that I told you about, but I don't think you'd seen mm. this clip, which is just excellent. But the, the excellent part of it is uh, the news coverage mm. oh, of it. As always. Yeah. And I think it's the national news. Somebody just... No, she's that, that she's a national anchor for sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. She cut me, somebody cut the clip and I don't know what I don't know, Savannah Guthrie. I don't know no, who no. this is. She, One of them. Yeah. Well, you don't know. It's the CBS Evening News. Yeah, it's the CBS Evening News. It's gonna give us uh, uh, a good piece of happy news at the end. Here, All right, here it is. All right, good. I think you'll like this story. Okay. History was made in Minnesota's Ooh. capital city of St. Paul today. Or should we say herstory was made? St. <laughs> oh Paul's new city council was sworn in this afternoon, made up entirely of women. And get this, six of the seven council members are women of color, mm. and they are all under the age of 40. Four of them are new members and say that affordable housing and access to child care are some of their top priorities. Congratulations to them and the people of St. Paul. I am betting that they get some stuff done. But first off, what is it, 1974? That's how you'd say, ladies, you're doing it for yourselves. You you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's number one. I bet they get some. Oh, they're going to get shit done. You're just not going to like it. (laughs) They're going to defund the police. 
Is that their plan? Well, that that came out. I mean, that was that was big. Minnesota's gone insane. Well, I thought they were coming back from that a little bit. Hey, they got six of the ladies are of color, Drew. It, basically implying that they're going to get something done because they're of color. And they're under 40. Oh, look out. Good times, everybody. Oh, they're going to get shit done. Just like well, it's, it's our a, city council wants to blame Toyota for making their catalytic converters too easy to steal. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get stuff done. Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be a nice little laboratory. Well, we'll see. We've already seen it. Listen, I I wish them the best. I want them to succeed. They're Please not going succeed. to. They can't. Please succeed. They I can't. beg you, ladies. No, they can't unless they adopt the basically policies of old white dudes, which they're not going to do. Uh, huh. So there's a there's a kind of a. There may, I wonder if there's a way to do that without a, a, an acknowledgement of it being that. Here's the fundamental problem. Yeah, it's like saying your last trainer. What was he? Old white dude. Yeah. What was he into? Diet and exercise. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going a different direction here because I'm young. I'm under forty, and I'm yeah. a person of color, so I got my own. I'm going to institute my own workout regimen that doesn't involve working out. And then you go, oh, okay, but I don't know how you're going to do. How, how, he, Bert did diet and exercise, and he's been doing Bert. it. He's 74. Bert. He's doing it. Yeah, I know. We're, we're going a different direction. Think about yeah. now that how Vinny's name is now sounding a problem. The point, <laughs> the point is oh. it can't work unless you do what the old white guy your place did, and yeah. you're not going to do that. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So, well, so uh, they're screwed over there in Minnesota. If if they could find a way to package it so it did not look like an old white guy's idea, maybe it would be a foundation for other cities to do the same. Let's just let's hope and pray. It's just diet and exercise of and education is. and lots of cops and hope lots and pray. of that. That's, that's all it is. And they defund the police and reimagine the court system and all the stuff. You that just leads to carjackings. So be prepared. And that's St. Paul too, right? Which is a lot smaller than Minneapolis. So yeah, yeah I look. Listen, my beef with all this stuff, Drew, is. If and if and we would like to put a dent in what we're calling racial bias or racism, can we stop talking about it and dividing everyone along those lines? And get this, six of the seven are women of color, and they're all under four, and they're all women. Like, yeah, that's that's called racism. You pointing that out every ten minutes, and at a, at some point when the results aren't delivered, then can we just? Say that people are people and bad ideas are bad ideas and women of color are perfectly capable of having bad ideas just uh, just as well as white heterosexual males are capable of having bad ideas. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Gavin Newsom, white heterosexual male over six foot tall, bad ideas. Kamala if, Harris, if, woman of color, bad ideas. Can we just... We well, just focus on the idea part. Did you see that woman that was the lead what, lead prosecutor in one of the Trump cases who had some ethical problems? Yes. And it's because she's a black woman in a white man's world. <laughs> yes, I know. It's always that. They never explained the part of how they got elected. Mm. That's a... Uh, yes, yes. No, well, what it leads to... What worries to, me well, is... Now, here's what should worry you. Yeah. Let me tell you tell me. what should worry you. Okay, what? You then go, all right, we have the... Uh, all 
female, six of color city council, right? Yeah. And then at some point, there's a garbage strike and uh, the trash is piling up on the street and carjackings have gone up 89% because right. you're reimagining the police force, right? Right, right? And then you, white male citizen or whomever, says, uh, we got to we got to recall these women or get them out of there, whatever. And then they go, oh, it's yeah. only because I'm a woman of color, which right. you can fall back on I'm every single time. The plagiarist from Harvard, who seems to be pro-Hamas, just said, you kick me out because I'm a woman of color. So now you're setting the table much like going, oh, I'm, I'm going to hire a woman of color, and then she won't show up for work, and then she'll do a shit job, and then I'll fire her, and then she'll bring a wrongful termination a suit against me because I fired her because she was a woman of color. You, you know what I mean? It leads to just speculation. And then, by the way, it's totally dis- – it, it's not provable. You know, she goes, Fanny Willis goes, well, you're just coming after me because I'm a woman of color. And then you go, that's not a thing that can be proven or disproven. Right. So they'll just live with us. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Ugh. All right, Drew, wake up now. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Talk about better help. Let's well, show. Said, always a surprise for uh, you. Because I couldn't see the clock yeah, five minutes ago, so I turned it. away from it. Yeah, turn away. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it's New Year, of course, and we focus on how to change instead of expanding what we're already doing right. Maybe that's the opposite of New Year, New You. We can, all, we can do either, frankly, and therapy helps you find your strength examine the strengths, amplify those strengths, change things so they really stick, and then maybe maybe work on those things that are not so good as well. I'm, of course, a fan of therapy. I've been a patient therapy. I've been involved in mental health treatment for many, many years. And if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, convenient, flexible. No longer can you use the excuse of stigma or embarrassment because it's all online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Been very pleased with the services at BetterHelp. Right, Emmy? That's right. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam and Drew today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam and Drew. Had a nice moment with my son the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I gave him advice. Ooh. Fatherly advice. And he listened. He's a sponge for that oh. stuff. I gave him, and I, I hit him early, and he can think about it. I don't have... I don't really have advice that I think of, you know, as, as it pertains to my dad. Mm. Um, you mean him having given you advice? My, my, my mom never gave advice to anybody. She just sort of worried about stuff, you know, huh. in, in a sort of um, downtrodden way. You know, it's like that, you know, the, the box, you'd be better off eating the box of cereal yeah. came in and be healthier for you, you know, and then just a lot of weird Third uh, was right. almost sort of gypsy <laughs> stuff you yeah, know yeah, yeah. about uh you know that the that we don't have a microwave oven because the microwaves you know are you yeah. sitting too close to the tv set well remember your, that yeah people or, don't know that piece. yeah you know, if you're going to go uh, not that we had a swimming pool my, my grandparents had a pond in their back you, i as an adult, could stand up in the deep end and just breathe normally, but but you know you have to wait a half hour if Grandpa made you a sandwich. You know to you know it's a weird wait a half hour. I just gypsy wise stuff, and then some some you know mixed with some worldly 
you know, about how, you know, we're going to be out of fossil fuel and air in 10 years. And, you know, just weird bummer, gypsy, hippie kind of nonsense. But no actual, you know, here's how you tie a sheep shank knot, son. Or here's how you make a Windsor tie. You know, there wasn't anything. Nothing. No, it was just, it was nothing useful. It was just kind of shit you were doing, you know, like, you know, my grandmother's advice wasn't advice. It was just sort of stuff like, you know, at the beginning of Loveline, you know, she said, how's Loveline? I said, well, I got to sit there between Drew and Ricky Rackman. And I think Ricky's feeling threatened a little bit. Maybe his job's, little job security. So he's kind of undercutting me and being kind of sniping at me and and him and Ann are kind of conspiring. I don't think Ricky, uh, you know, wants me there. And I just think he's doing a bad, he's trying to undercut me, you know, and she just goes, I bet he'd say the same about you, which I always enjoy. (laughs) I enjoyed it so much because I was like, grandma, when Ricky Rackman talks to his grandmother, (laughs) did you say that? Yeah. Oh, and talk shit about me. (laughs) I think his grandmother defends me. (laughs) I don't think so. What'd she say? She she would do a thing. It was like, oh, come on, you have such a thin skin, you know, so a big celebrity or oh, something like that. You know, That's you know a what piece I, mean? I did not know about. Uh, well, she wouldn't necessarily. It was a little, <laughs> but, oh, get over it, you know, kind of kind of thing. You know, I'm brash. I speak my mind. You know, it, what I now mean? is but, that is that? Hey, this is for your own good to try to toughen you up and look at reality and reality's terms, or is it just I speak my mind and you can't handle it? She she speaks her mind and no one can handle it, and <laughs> no because one no one liked her. And then and mm-hmm. then the other thing is is she was started. She was in charge for of keeping me down to earth and grounded. Right. You, you know right, what I mean? Right. That, that was her. Yeah, that 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 was her calling. Yes, yes, you, you know always. What I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah well, know everyone around her, her interestingly, I, had to stay, I don't know stay who down. anointed her, the person that had to keep me in charge, you know, keep me grounded. That, by the way, that all they're all getting A's in that department. They started, you know, when I was young, but my my dad had no. My dad had no advice because he didn't do anything. You know what I mean? He yeah. didn't go like, son, you, you know, you take the metric wrenches and you keep them on one drawer and you take the standard SAE sockets and you put them on the lower drawer. You know, like if he didn't. My dad sat around and read, you know, and it wasn't like, let me. What did he read about? Uh, he read about psychology yeah. and psychology yeah. and, and the, you know, he it's not like he read Moby Dick. He He read like sort of modern day philosophers and know. yet the, and yet we don't get a jordan peterson out of him he's reading the same stuff i guess yeah around the same time yeah i he just uh he i he read things that kind of um justified satisfied like back to sort of diet and exercise or yeah, something. Be like yeah. you sitting around reading workout books all day, yeah. and then somebody goes, Drew, you're really putting on some weight. You know, and you go, hey, I'm reading a book about I working exactly, out. I know exactly what to do. Yeah, and then yeah. sitting back down again. Yeah. Um, all right, let me, I'll tell you what I imparted, but uh, first let me tell you about our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with a retired chef that somehow infiltrated the illicit North Korean arms trade. When people ask me, how is it to go to North Korea? Well, it's quite difficult to describe because you know you are being followed and what do I say and what do I do? How do I react to things? 
I'm going to the US to meet up with a CIA agent. One of the most important things it taught me was to be a perfect mole is that you have to be 95% yourself and then 5% mole. The last 5% is the one who observe and I was really good to networking with people without people actually know I was networking with them. Everything was recorded. So I just literally took the pants down on a whole regime exposing their weapons program. For more on how Ulrich the Mole, a Danish chef and family man, wound up working undercover in North Korea to expose its illicit arms trade, check out episode 527 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. All right. Now, um, so nothing was ever imparted, but, you know, to be fair to them, they didn't know anything. And it's not like they had tips or life hacks or anything because they weren't, you know, out going, you know, measure tw- measure twice and cut once, son. You know, but my dad never cut anything, right. you know, so where would his stuff? He was reading Leo Buscali on a sofa, you know, about the, about the infinite love and Smil- gratitude. Smiling more. Yeah, like I just wasn't, there was nothing came out the other end. So yeah. where were, what, what tips, you know. Yeah. What, it's like you know, he said, he didn't work out. It would be like my sister doesn't have any my mom's recipe for her famous five alarm chili because my mom didn't make food. Right. right. You know what I mean? So there was never nothing passed along. Right. And so I I had I was driving with Sonny. Now he drives and uh, he was driving you. Yeah. Nice. Mm hmm. Okay. And uh, we went uh, and he drives pretty good. He's got a good Mm. pace, Mm. which which I like. And uh, I was telling him about cops and not getting tickets and that sort of stuff. And Being I, vigilant. I gave him the, uh, listen, um, cops don't come to you. You come to the cops. And he was like, huh? What's that? I said, well, cops don't randomly drive around giving out tickets. Cops hang out at four-way stop signs and give tickets. There's a four-way stop sign between here and Home Depot. Everyone who works here has gotten a ticket <laughs> because they hang at four-ways because they know people tend to roll through four-ways because you can see from a block away that there's nobody on the side street coming the other direction. So and, you see it's clear. And even if they were, they would stop because there's a four-way stop sign. So why do I have to make a full stop for an empty street with a stop sign? It's, it's like stopping at a green light. It is. Yeah. So, uh, but that's where they hang out. Yeah. They give tickets and uh, they don't hang out at the front side of the grapevine when everyone is going 51 miles an hour. You know, I basically said, look, people are traveling down the grapevine and they're going 73 miles an hour. And then they hit the uphill and they go down to 55 because they can't move their foot down another quarter inch and compensate for the grade yeah. and the slope, which just shows how fucking out of it everyone. Yeah. Literally, you just take your right foot and depress the pedal another three-eighths of an inch yeah. and you'll be going at the same pace you were going before you hit it. But you're so fucking out of it that you just slow down. Yeah. And then because you're equally out of it, once you crest the top, you start coming down the backside. Now you're going 80. Yeah. Because you're out of it yeah. for the same reason. Yeah. So everyone goes up the hill at 53 and down the backside at 83. I said the cops are on the backside downhill. They're yeah. not uphill. Everyone yeah. slows down. So that that's how you get tickets. When it comes to the arrows or the four ways or whatever, you don't get a ticket at the arrow because your dad is the only person who drives through <laughs> red turn arrows. Right, so right. There's no money to be made from me right uh because 
I would be the only buddy, the person ever cutting that check to the city of Burbank or whatever, Fakakta City, and, and acted it. But I'm the only one who does it. So there's never a cop there. So yeah. you get to do it. Yep. But what you don't want to do is speed on the backside of the grapevine on the downhill side. And what you don't want to do is roll through four-way stop signs because that's where they hang. They go, they fish where the trout are. Yeah. And he was like, noted. Yeah. I was like, good. Just remember that. Is it my and imagination? You're not going to get tickets. Is it my imagination, or has the general flow of traffic and the tolerance for higher speeds gone up fifteen percent? You and I have discussed this before, but it, it's really now on. There are much less that was during moving COVID. violations that, being handed out. I think last time we had that was sort of this is now post COVID. No, I it, it's been discussed. I think you and I had this discussion I, I, the, on the four hundred five. Now they have a paid two lane fast lane that you get. It's a it's a automatic pay thing, electronic pay, and people go ninety miles an hour on that. Well, and, and it seems to me the cops are like not interested. I, okay, I think it's, 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 pay, it's, it's already paying the city. They don't need to get a, get into our pocket again. It, it's it's like threefold. One is cars are just safer at a higher speed. It's not what they were. They're modern. They work. Yeah. they're fine. Number one. Number two, cops I think have been sufficiently demoralized oh, over the last yes. few years, yes, where it's yes. like you're calling us, you know, killers yeah. and. You're fucking throwing water buckets on our head and yeah. stuff, and they're they're sort of like pulled back. They're like, uh, "Fuck y'all!" Uh, like I, I'm not out raising money for you assholes anymore. Uh-huh. You, the city council never stops talking shit about us. Uh, I'm not doing your fucking. I'm not going to go out and be your money collector anymore. Yeah. And the the third is is we're seeing smash and grabs and people walking, you know, big mobs walking into sporting goods stores and cops not doing anything about it. It's hard to write somebody a chicken shit ticket when the city has just become, you know, you're looking the other way on real crime. There's homeless people everywhere. There's these mobs busting everything down. We just had, you know, riots and burnings and stuff. And I'm going to, with a straight face, hand the taxpayer guy, this yeah. ticket, yeah. I it's it's an attitude. I I don't think they said to him, "Hey, I just think." Well, I feel like there's like, less. You know of what them it is? I, there's less, of them less out. out maybe they're patrolling the whatever the cities where the smash and the grabs. But it's just like if you have an employee and you treat the employee right and you respect the employee and you take care of the employee and that kind of stuff, and you're you're leaving on a Friday, and you guys are walking out the door and you're getting in your car and you treat the guy right. And the guy notices that you left the air conditioning on in the building. That employee walks back in and shuts it off. Mm-hmm. If you beat that guy about and sort of verbally berate him and don't show him any respect and stuff, he'll see the air's on. I go, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Like that's, that's what basically it, the cops in the big cities are doing yeah. now. They're just and, like, fuck it. And so we're talking about Los Angeles, Los Angeles County. We're also talking about the California Highway Patrol on the freeways and stuff. So it'd be interesting how people from other parts of the country, whether it's also as as striking. I, as here. I would I would be curious to see. Yeah. I would imagine in uh, the blue cities in the blue states, back to Minneapolis and Minnesota and all this, but all the cops that got bashed for for all through this you know summer of love with yeah. the, you know Black Lives Matter. I'll bet you the fucking blue city cops are like. 
fuck this. <laughs> fuck you and your city council and your fucking yentas and your lockdowns and your shit. You know, we, like, we may see it more here though because we drive more. You yes. know, that's, that's mm-hmm. maybe why it's more apparent to us. All right, Grand Junction, Colorado Mesa Theater, January twenty six coming up. Two shows, everybody. And then uh, Estes Park, Estes Park, I should say, Stanley Hotel, which everyone says is the Shining Hotel, but it's not. Oh. No. Oh. It's the hotel that inspired the story. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's oh. what, And by the way, get your shit right, everybody. Oh. I think I'm going to be walking through that maze and talking to that uh, ghost bartender. Go to the red room. Go to the red room. <laughs> Yeah. See that naked lady coming out of a tub? <laughs> yes. Nope. Uh, it inspired it. Well, which has to mean it's a pretty good spot. Yeah. That'll be January 27th. Two shows there. Naples, off the hook. Comedy Club, February 2nd and 3rd. Just go to com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew? Thatdrew.com. Uh, remember, we I said we are wrapping up after dark, but the library is still there. You might want to check it out. And the streaming show, 3 o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, All the platforms also get a blast at drdrew.tv. So, until next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.